Hello, everyone. Welcome to a special edition of ARG Presents. I am Amigo Aaron, joined alongside a man who's virtually out of his mind. The yeah, the Brent. Take that off. Of the hey, how's there. it going? Give me that. What are you doing? <clears throat> so, if you watched the show last week, we spun the wheel. We made the deal. And this week, Brent, and I know you're excited about this yes. one, we'll be taking a tentative step into the mystical land of virtual reality. Virtual reality games, Brent. Yes. So, by far the most modern and also retro thing that we've covered. Absolutely. Because <laughs> the funny thing about modern virtual reality games that I have noticed is it is a very uh, retro gamey sort of affair. Well, we've talked about this before in the past. Anytime that you bring on a new technology, you have to kind of, everything reverts back to when gaming st first started and you take your baby steps from there before you really get up and going. Much like the Wii did when it first came out. It was a new technology, new controller, and so you I got, in fact, the, <clears throat> the Wii and the VR share a lot of similarities in that the games are often broken down to smaller, like mini games. That was a lot of what you first started with. The Wii had you doing mundane stuff with the controller, like cooking, Stuff like that, which you, I see a lot of in virtual reality as well. Well, and, and even besides <clears throat> that, uh, the resurgence of VR uh, has went back to lower polygon count uh, visuals, mainly because it has to, while we build up the speed to be able to run more impressive stuff. Uh, but also, the, the clean lines and stuff like that in VR, it makes a big difference. Mm. So... We're going to just have a, a little Q&A here, basically, about VR. Brent here happens to be well-versed uh, in VR. In fact, he's the go-to guy for all of our uh, That might buddies. be a bit much. Okay. No, you are. Around here, sure. And so, I guess the first thing I want to talk about is the dream of VR. Because when I was a young lad, um, VR, which we didn't really have a name for it, but it was more like we thought of it in terms of sort of like a... Uh, uh, a simulation room like in Star Trek, you know, yeah, an alternate reality. That's right, yeah. where you where you would step in, <clears throat> and it would, and it, of course, these are pie in the sky dreams sure. at the time. But we, we had even when I was younger, I had heard of virtual reality and and the and the promise that it had. Uh, and I'm talking, you know, in the in the early '80s. Uh, but did you remember the first time you uh, even heard the term VR? Or what what got you what got you interested in it, or were you interested in it at all as a young lad? Oh yeah, I, I sought out VR arcades uh, in the '90s. Um, where I guess you didn't <laughs> find too many either. No, yeah, I've actually played quite a few of the of the early type of VRs where you you're standing in the circle pod and the uh, the visor weighs a metric ton and the the it's laggy and it's the visuals are uh, low, low quality, um, and I loved it. And I would go to other places. Uh, in the late '90s, you could go to places where you could do virtual hang gliding, where you actually got into the hang gliding like stocking, and you would lean forward and put your head into a little visor thing and and do that. Um, and then you've got your environmental VR where. It's not a, as much about putting on a headset, but you put yourself into a position where if you were actually in this thing, that's where you'd be. Like uh, MechWarrior-type games, where you're in the cockpit and every, the screens are around you, so it's not a true VR in a sense that you have goggles in your head, but it is a VR because if you were in a MechWarrior battle suit, that's what you would see. I actually I went to a uh, one of those MechWarrior gimmicks up in Indianapolis. Yes, uh, was that where you went to it? it yes, was, I told you about it. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I you was hated just, it. I was very disappointed in the virtual <laughs> reality it. Mech game. I love it, and it, it was priciest. Because one thing's for sure, VR, even back in the eighties, it don't come cheap. It's a That's it's true. an expensive uh, expensive affair. And when you go even farther back uh, into the uh, uh, early eighties, or I guess this would be mid eighties. Uh, mom and dad would take me to the mall and ride the the simulators. Yeah. And part of the simulator gimmick was they also had really primitive VR goggles that you could put on. And these things were this was a, a, a touring thing. They would go to different malls, 
stay for a couple weeks, make their money, and then move on. Uh, well, you don't see that this stuff anymore. But you you could put on the virtual goggles and look around a landscape. You couldn't couldn't move. There was no game. It was just um, put it on, look around. So this is this was like the predecessor, like those NASCAR simulators and whatnot, where you can. Well, the simulators, you know, it's more of a the ride type simulator. Because like, well, I remember going to Kings Island, which is a local amusement park here. In, uh, well, it's not that local; it's two hours away. It's in Cincinnati. But they had the old, uh, and Disneyland had these two where you got on the ride and it would sort of shake you around and the screen looked realistically. You yeah. Know. So that's that's sort of a, a, a VR, a non-personal VR. Right. You know, I rode the Star Trek experience ride in Vegas. Uh, you recall oh, that. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. Was pretty, that was pretty awesome and pretty cool. And, and those are more simulation yeah. VR. Uh, but then you also have VR up through the console and computer ages. Uh, Virtual Boy, but past that, because everyone knows about the Virtual Boy, uh, I'm talking about things that you plugged into your Jaguar. You plugged into your PC. Your your uh, that, master system. Yeah, that yeah. that your uh, Vectrix as well was not VR. It was basically a screen <laughs> on your face, um, but it shows that the interest has been there for decades to do this sort of thing, and it really sparks the imagination um, as you as you see the technology progress to a point where we are today, and, and it's only going to go more. You know, it's only going to get better. But the point it is that today is you can kind of sit back and go, this is what I wanted 20 years ago, and I'm fi I'm glad it's finally here in some form. Now, do you remember the first time you put on VR and thought to yourself, the technology has arrived, or has that ever happened? Yeah. Yeah, the first time I put on my Vive, uh, which is the HTC Vive, which is uh, co-made with uh, Valve, from uh, Valve Studios that runs Steam. Yeah. Uh, the visual effects in that, and it wasn't as much as you put it on, you're like transferred to a new world, but when you put it on and you get into a game and you you try to touch a ledge or something that isn't there because your mind is tricked enough. I mean, sure, you know you're still playing a game. Perfect, perfect, perfect example. Uh, I was playing pool playing uh, a, a VR pool <clears throat> and I was trying to make a shot and your your brain tells you you don't want to clip through the table. I mean, if you walk right through the table, it's going to walk you right through the table. Mm -hmm. But your brain tells you, I don't want to clip through the table. I want to, you know, I don't want to be inside this object. And it, that's very surreal until you experience it. Because you tell people that and be like, no, nah, no, nah, I just walk right through it. You know, I'm, I'm worried about that kind of stuff. You, you you don't. Your brain really tells you. But I was leaning to take a shot, and I was leaning so far that I eventually put my hand down to steady myself on my table, on the virtual pool table, and just about fell down. <laughs> and uh, it's crazy uh, that your brain just gets so wrapped up. When you're focused on a task that isn't I'm playing a video game, mm -hmm. that takes, you know, dexterity, and, you know, you're calculating your shots stuff like that you really get lost in the moment and you can't get that kind of feeling from a normal video game mm. i'd say for me um when uh, in fact uh these little goggles here are my only actual trip into vr the gizzard gear vr uh that went goes with a phone uh, i really enjoyed i think the first time i really got into virtuality was one of the little films uh, if you were if you have little virtual reality things you can go on youtube or you can go mm -hmm. on um like various um online enterprises that have these little films they shoot with a 3d camera and i was watching one where a fellow walks through an ice canyon or with a bunch of group of people and it was very it was the really the first time i really felt like i was there it was yeah. an awesome experience i think for me the vr experience is mostly non-gaming i, I like I enjoy the films. the the uh, The sensation of being there is awesome, and it gets better every every year. I think that's one area they've they've gotten a lot better is the ability to f know how to film this stuff to make it look. And the technology improved where you don't have that big blank spot above you. And sure, stuff like that it's awesome to be able to just watch this stuff and look around. I think the I think the educational side of VR has yet to be tapped. And I think that going forward, I think that's a, an area that I think deserves a lot more attention. Yes. Virtual classrooms or uh, 
virtual settings that you can talk about from a historical perspective, yes. or even mechanical, uh, virtual like take aparts of cars or jets or whatever you're training for. I think there's a lot of uh, a lot of uh, uh, opportunity there. Another thing I think has been uh, is it hasn't been really touched on that much is the ability to use virtual reality to actually be home or be with your family. I think there's a I think there's <laughs> I think there's a uh, 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 an area there. You know, when I was away from my family uh, to at the academy when I was training for my job, it was lonely. You know, it was real lonely. And I thought to myself, maybe it would be awesome if we could all get together, you know, virtually. That's where I, you know, it would you know, if everyone had a, a a great perfect representation, you could and you had like a a virtual representation of your home or a, a place where you guys could like to go and you could just hang out with them. And it, it would, you wouldn't be there, but it would be the next best thing. Sure, something like that. I think there's a lot of untapped potential in the non-gaming market that that would be way more important than the gaming side. Well, and it's being tapped. Uh, there's a a a uh, program I believe it's called Big Screen um, that you can sit in a virtual theater and watch movies together. Yeah, and, and uh, you know it's. It's kind of you. You think yeah, that seems so, what, what a waste of virtual reality. Uh, I don't think. But that. it's a way of social interaction mm -hmm. that you know, especially if there's different settings. When you're in the movie theater, you, kind of your brain kind of tells you you need to be quiet. Uh, but when you're sitting on a, like one of the couch settings, or you're out on a patio setting, you know, you your natural instinct is to socialize and mm -hmm. mingle and talk to these people. And really, the game that I picked. Uh, has gamified the socialization, and we'll get into that later. Um, and going back to education, I've taken uh, virtual tours of museums, uh, went to different uh, monuments, um, walked around graveyards in England, uh, you know, looked at tombstones of people that I would have never even fathomed existing, yeah. uh, but the technology brought me there and made it real enough that I was interested enough to set down, you know, squat down, read this tombstone, uh, and then you can click and get more information about it. You're yeah. right. It, it's it's one of those things where as the technology grows, the technology improves, as the headsets get wireless, which they sort of are now, uh, as they get lighter, as they get higher resolution, uh, less stress on the computer, mm. there will be a time uh, and I truly believe this, when you go home and instead of turning on the TV or turning on the computer, you just put on your VR stuff and that you you do your your entertainment and your game playing and all that stuff from <clears throat> your virtual reality goggles, even if you're not playing a virtual reality game. Because you can do that too. And I've done that plenty of times where you just play on a virtual screen. I uh, and we should go ahead. This is a good opportunity to talk to sort of the pitfalls of, of, of VR and some of the limitations. A good time to do it. So I don't see a time where that happens anytime soon <clears throat> because inherently the use of VR is a is a pain in the butt. And I and I, I and let me explain. Um, when you when I use VR, I have to number one make sure my son is taken care of, Priest is taken care of. I got no one's going to give me a phone call. I have to. Have a nice quiet area where I can sit down, have some room to do it, which we have to plan ahead. <clears throat> okay, that's not even counting the rig. You know, in my case, it's my phone charged up or whatever. I know in a in a, more of, in a PC rig is different. You've also got the hassle of all the uh, extraneous wiring. Now, the one thing about the Gear VR is that there isn't any, but of course the limitations are much larger yeah. than what you've got. <laughs> uh, you have to make sure all the equipment's working, and then you get into something that I find quite irksome, especially when you're in the VR world. The VR world is not ready to be used in lieu of the non-VR world. And I'll give you an example. The game this week that I picked, I had to purchase on in the in the store. Uh, I purchased it twice because for some reason it didn't work the first time. Then once I got it downloaded, or once it came up, it, was, it wasn't there. I had to go looking for the purchase. I mean, I was on the purchase screen, then I was gone. Uh, then I had to go find the purchase, then I had to download it, and then I had to log into it. Then my controller was acting weird. Then it was, uh, uh, the phone would overheat. I mean, th this particular item, when you try to game on it, uh, and I've had this happen to me several times, uh, the Gear VR was not meant uh, for uh, for any sort of strenuous activity. It, it just isn't. Uh, the uh, I don't like the interfaces in VR. 
Plus, you're talking about coming into your house and just kicking back on the couch. You're not going to do that in VR. When you come back and kick on the couch, you want to have a cold one. You want to have some chips. You know what I'm saying? You want to maybe uh, flip through the channels. It's not the same in VR. You're going to come in. You're not going to see jack squat. you got to strap a heavy doodad on your head. Now, will they get lighter and smaller? Sure, they will. But right now, that we're not there for that. Then you've got, on a lower end rig like I've got, you've got uh, the... the uh, uh, phenomenon of the, what they call screen dooring, I believe, right. where, where, where the screen looks real kind of fuzzy uh, in some, uh, where they, you see like a grid pattern. That's, I guess that's just the, the, the uh, resolution of the screen that causes right. that. So there are, those are just some little things that I come across. It's, but the, really, I can get past everything. It's just the amount of time it takes to sit down and get everything working and get everyone cleared out so you can have the time to do it. And that's the hardest thing for me. And I well, think that you, makes it inherently antisocial as well. No, you're you're looking you're looking five years ahead when I'm looking thirty years well, ahead. Okay. Uh uh But you can't now those those probably do exist. Uh some of them definitely do. Yeah. Uh but some of them have already started to be overcome. Um for me, picking a game, once you put on the headset, you tell your computer I'm playing VR. You put on the headset for the vibe, you're instantly kicked in, you're into a, a, a setting where you have all of your games out in front of you, you can pick them. Uh, that's no problem, the games load up. So the, in a, a, a Vive PC world, that's not an issue. Uh, space, I have a dedicated space to my VR. It's my VR slash theater room. Uh, so it's got to be big and empty anyway. Uh, for me, it works out perfect because it's a dual-purpose room. Plus, it's also my computer room. Um, so I, I've already dedicated that space to VR as well as other things. Uh, so that's not a problem for me. Is it is it antisocial for the people who are in the room with you? Yes, it really is. And I think that is one of the shortcomings of VR right now. You can kind of get around that with uh, AR settings. Like the Vive has a front-facing camera that you can just uh, click a few buttons and you see the world through a, a camera lens on your screen. So it's kind of like you're just seeing it normally and you can talk to people, but they can't see your eyes. So it's weird. It's awkward Creepy. for them. Yes. Um, so yes, those sort of things do exist and they are issues. But I think as, uh, as it's not even... The next generation for you and I is the two or three generations down from that. If VR becomes normalized, which right now it's not, uh, but if VR becomes normalized, you mean standardized? No, normalized. Explain. Where, explain. where it is normal to see someone wearing VR headsets. Okay. It's normal like, to just see like someone walking down the walking street. Around, right. Because look at this. You're talking more of a Google Glass sort of thing. No, no. AR and VR are going to go hand in hand. But here's something to think about. 20 years ago, if you saw an adult playing a Game Boy, you thought that person was weird because portable systems were for kids. I'd say 30 years ago. Okay, 30 years ago. I forgot how old we are. Uh, you're right, 30 years ago. Now, you see adults, kids, everybody playing, old people, elderly, playing games on their phone, and no one thinks a thing about it. You know, unless they are being obnoxious or uh, they're sitting at a dinner table or something. Uh, if someone's got their phone up playing the game, you don't think a thing about it. You're right. Because it's just become normalized. You're right, you're right. And That's eventually, true. if VR start, continues on the path towards uh, perfecting what's going on, making the technology better, I think VR will become normalized because I think it will become an important part of life. You're, uh, you may be on a Sunday. So let's, let's shift gears here and talk about games. That's All right. What, that's what we're here for. Now, yes. I must admit that my experience in gaming in VR has been limited to my little device and a few times I've gotten to play stuff at your at your pad. Now you've had two separate VR builds or three at your two. Pad. Two. I've had both the Oculus. I've owned both the Oculus and uh, a Vive, which now, I'm currently still As we spoke about earlier, one thing that struck me was the amount of like <clears throat> very simple, uh, almost cartoony, like mini game yeah. based games. And which those will get you, those will get your foot in the door. But you're not. I, that's for me. That's not a, a full a full on game. So I, I guess what I'm asking is, what 
where are we in what in I know we're still sort of in the infancy of gaming and VR, but what are the what are the big titles that you like? What are popular and what are some stuff maybe that you don't like and but that are popular, you know? A few things with that. The reason why VR gaming hasn't um mm. went big budget is because there isn't the money to be made yet. Um Valve says they've been working on three VR games that are gonna be full triple A, you know, several hour long story arcing VR game. Uh I, I hope it happens. We've heard this for years though, yes. haven't we? Yes. Mm -hmm. Well and hopefully that means they've been working on it for years. I don't know. Maybe Duke Nuka Forever has a sequel coming out. <laughs> um now you'll have indie developers that try to go deeper with the VR experience. They'll make more role playing elements. Uh, you'll you'll level up that sort of thing, which uh, where you have stories, you actually follow a story, but it's still you're talking about a uh, two hour experience. Yeah. Most of the games I've played that are like that are two hours long, uh, but the money just isn't there yet for large industries to really tackle it. The exception is uh, Resident Evil, and the reason why they were mm. able to do it with Resident Evil on the PlayStation was they had two the, the game was coming out in non VR as well and they said well we can tailor this to VR and they did and while I've not played that game especially since I can't even fathom playing it I don't like horror genre in general but I have watched plenty of people playing it uh, and their experiences and reactions tell a tale that they did it right and it's it's very uh, highly renowned as one of the best triple A uh, VR experiences. Now, you know, something I've never understood is uh, Elite Dangerous. That is one that is definitely a triple A title that is fully encompassing. That's a great, great game to put in VR. You know, you've got a lot of first person shooters, you know, your Doom type games, right? Yeah. It seems to me, I've always wondered why we haven't seen more of these in VR because it seems like a natural progression since they're effectively. Uh, VR out of the box. I mean, why, why are we seeing tiles? I mean, people love uh, uh, the uh, uh, Battlefield games and, you know, your Modern Warfare. Well, like and why, why aren't we seeing that sort of game come out on a headset? It seems like a natural uh, marriage, and it also seems like something that wouldn't be that hard to, to actually bring to the to Well, the and there are. There are. There are plenty of games that you can... Uh, <laughs> there are plenty of, of hacks and workarounds and... Big, you know, but I mean a proper game. No, no, no. But I'm saying there, you can do that right now. The reason why you aren't seeing a lot of it, uh, new games, is it, is motion in VR is still an experiment. Uh, there are three or four different kinds of motion. You've got where you teleport to where you want to go, and that alleviates motion sickness for the most part. But it, it is very, you know, it's, it's not intuitive uh, for the game. You know, you're teleporting around. Uh, there are track controls where you can just go left, right, up, down with your thumb pad. That is crazy on your brain because your feet aren't moving, but your your motion is moving, and a lot of people get sick off of it. I can imagine, yeah. There are uh, walking controls where you move your arms like up and down, and it simulates walking. It's a little less crazy, but then you've got you still have to use your touchpad or a control pad to turn left and right in most cases. Um, so that is why you haven't seen a whole lot of those games. It's just they haven't figured out the motion control yet, and eventually they're going to have to track your feet or something like that, or track your waist to put better motion into games. But there are games, there are tons of shooting games out there that are virtual reality where you, you walk up, you're shooting somebody, someone comes around the corner, you can grab their gun, and then shoot them in the head. I, it, that sort of thing is out there already. Now, do you get? Have you found yourself getting sick when you play these games at all? There are times. Uh, one of my favorite games uh, is H three VR, uh, and it's all gun simulation. It's all about taking on shooting ranges, and you you can go into. It's got realistic guns and realistic gun models, and and you have to load your gun realistically and all that stuff. Um, but walking around in it is crazy. So I, I still get sick when I walk around in games if I'm not using the teleport method. 
And it's not that I get sick. It's that I feel like I'm going to fall over. Yeah. And, and I'm a big guy. I don't want to fall over. Yeah, fall I, over bad. I understand. <laughs> well, so... We actually were tasked with picking a couple of our cherry out against. Now, I'll tell you something. This one is uh, a real strange one because uh, I don't know really hardly anything about VR. And I've only played Brent, one of Brent's rigs. Now, have you tried the PS4 one, by the way, before we move on? I have not, but I've but heard... It seems to be the most moving to be the most popular one. Uh, No, not by units. Uh, maybe by units sold. Yeah. Uh, I'll have to check that one. I haven't by checked by it proper for games as well. I mean, it, um, it plays such a Oh, no, I don't agree with that. Okay. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. The, well, but, I mean, it's it's made great strides, but yeah. it just doesn't have as many games as the PC. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not a quantity over quality thing. It's just you have to have a lot of experiences. Uh, but the PSVR, top-notch VR experience from what I understand. Yeah, I've heard it is a step below the Vive and uh, the Oculus. But it's miles above Gear VR or phone click-ins because it still has proper VR. Very good, very good. So, as I said, we were, we were tasked to pick a couple games. So I just picked, I just looked around for mine, and I'll go ahead and start to dance this week. Sure. Because I've got some stuff to say. Uh, but uh, I, I picked a game. I looked, I was like, I don't want to pick a dud. I didn't, I'm like you, I'm not really into the horror genre. Although I've seen lots of good mo- little movies and stuff. They're real scary. Right. I mean, VR can be very frightening. So I went with a game called Ultra Wings. Brand, have you heard of this one? I have not until you mentioned it. Okay, Ultra Wings. So this I played this on my uh, little Gear VR. I probably should explain what this is just in case. Gear VR, quite simply, is a deal where you plug your phone into the into this front area here. Yeah, Brent, de- demonstrate. And then uh, your phone acts as the guts, the brains, the computer into your VR. So there you go. And then uh, you uh, can it can Bluetooth or have a dongle, and there are actually controls on the side here, horrible controls that allow you to uh, do certain stuff in there. So that's what I used to play on. Now mo- I will say most of what I like to do with it, Brent, is the virtual Google Maps. Sure. I love that. Like you mentioned, I, I like to just look around the world. Something else I think is fun to do is to see where I'm going to be going on a trip. You know, you can look and you can see where the roads and stuff are, what it's going to look like, what the sure. parking lot looks like. So I guess more of a, a real-world usage of VR there. But I do occasionally game on there. And I have played a few games on there, but I've never purchased a, a, a full-on game. Sure. And so this week I thought, you know what, I'm going to pull the trigger here, and I want to make it a good choice. So I went and looked around, and uh, this game was highly regarded. Now, Ultra, uh, Ultra Wings uh, came out in 2017, which it came out on multiple. This has come out on multiple systems now. Uh, I know there's a PS4 version. I know there's a Windows uh, PC version of this, and of course you've got your all your various VR setups have a copy. So it's been pretty well spread around. Uh, when this debuted, at least on the PC, it was twenty five dollars. I picked it up for ten bucks, so not that's not too bad. I hope I only paid ten because, as I mentioned, uh, when purchasing things through uh, the uh, Samsung VR, Oculus, where the heck store it was. Something you're going to realize when you go into the land of, uh, at least my experience, is that you're you're sort of confounded with so many different places to go to get VR stuff, and you're not necessarily sure. I have no idea who owns what I used. I mean, it was just on my desk, the desktop of my goggles, and I used it. You're right. So I don't know if it was, I don't know, I don't know who who I paid. I hope I paid them once because, like I said, it seemed like it didn't go through the first time. Uh, it's a single player game, uh, and is a uh, uh, a uh, flight simulator of sorts, and it was billed to me as a uh, a virtual reality uh, tribute to the classic uh, Super Nintendo Pilot Wings right. uh, game, which I was a I was a big fan. I know you were a, a, oh, a big huge, fan of that one too. Um, this game works for the Vive and the Oculus Rift, and it, it supports any number of controllers. Allegedly, I'll get to that in a minute. Um, you get three different aircraft. Uh, you get a bunch of different islands to go mm-hmm. on, right? Uh, you can and you you play this game, and as you play it, you earn money to to get reward enough money unlock to, stuff, to, to unlock stuff, right? To buy this stuff. Um, the uh, the game starts you out. Well, I knew I was in trouble right away. Because it said it, I can. It didn't tell me what controller to use, so I used uh, the only controller I have of any quality that's a, a Bluetooth is my PS4 controller. 
world right. renowned for its awesomeness. Am I wrong here? It's an no, awesome it's good controller. controller. Yeah. So I uh, sunk it up to the phone. Wham, bam, Bob's your uncle. Turn this sucker on. And when you start the game, you are um, told to hit X and Y. Well, the, this thing doesn't have an X and Y. So I'm not 100% sure. It looks like this thing wanted a uh, an Xbox controller. That's what it looked like. The controller in-game was an Xbox one. Sure. So I don't, I don't have that. So I just basically had to hit buttons on the joystick until I figured out what X and Y was. And they were like left trigger and and square or something. Real straight. So I knew. I was like, oh boy, here we go. Uh-huh. And then, but you're treated to an interesting uh, uh, view. Uh, you're basically start off in like an office at an airport. And there's a computer in front of you, and there's on the side there's like a there's like a, a bullet board with all different options on it, and you and you you know you can you you know so when you're in VR, especially Gear VR, the gimmick is you can look all over. Sure. And so this is the same way you can look all over, and the office wall had the different maps and some different aircraft and and uh, some other options that I would become familiar with as I began playing. And so to start off, you are in an ultralight aircraft. Now we used to have one of these things that used to fly around the house back mm-hmm. when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. You know, these little single, tiny little engine, like basically a motorized glider. Uh, yeah, a glider with a motor. And uh, when you, and you are, you get in the cockpit, you're sitting on a, on a, on a uh, tarmac. Now the graphics in this aren't realistic, but they're not cartoony. They're somewhere in the middle, I would okay. say. You know, they're sort yeah, of I think like, that's fair. they're very like uh, upper end Wii type graphics, I would say. And, and you're in the cockpit and you've got to You've got, you can't. You don't just fire the sucker up, take off. You what you have to do is you have to open the gas port so the gas can flow. You know, just like sort of like on your lawnmower. It's simulation. Then you've got to hit this magnetic gimmick. Then you've got to throttle the sucker up. You got to hit the button. You're doing all this stuff. Uh, now this would probably be a lot cooler if I could actually get you know, eh, eh, with my hand, which I'm guessing you can on what you've got. Right. For me, I had to use the little joystick to try to figure out the control. So once you get all this done, I fired this sucker up. I took off. Uh, my uh, ultralight made an immediate left turn and hit, I careened into the wall. <laughs> I was like, what happened? Loaded it back up, left turn, careened into the wall. Well, it turns out that the uh, for whatever reason, the uh, the game doesn't like my analog, joysticks yeah. analog. So yeah. what I had to do when I played was compensate continuously with the rudder, okay? Which is what was happening was the rudder was sticking, it was ramming the wall. So I know this... this A realistic... Possibly. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So I guess you're thinking, well, this this isn't starting off. But well, I want to tell you that this, I, my experience here was uh, the phone didn't, or the phone or the game didn't like my joystick. It was hard to buy. It was hard to navigate because it was built for another joystick, an unmentioned one, I might add. And there was no way to go in and and, and redefine the analog controls. So that I, it, all this stuff hindered me. It was like what, and I didn't need to hinder me. It was a big pain. Right. I got it to work perfectly one time. I got in my cockpit. I fired it up. Bam, 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 bam. I took off, and I was flying. And I, the the sensation was interesting because the way they've got this done is, and this, uh, it's funny. I thought this was a, uh, I thought this was a glitch or something at first. You look out the central area of your cockpit. Okay, you're looking at. You're in the cockpit, so you can see the structure. You can see through the sides of your eyes that there the wall there are walls there. But when you turn your head to look out them, they disappear. Okay, and I thought to myself, man, this is some janky yeah. levels of phone. Well, wait a minute. So anyway, I flew this sucker around, and uh, they don't really give you much instruction. So I flew it around, and I actually landed it, and then nothing happens. I don't know. <laughs> I was like, what's going on? So <clears throat> I tried to figure out where I was supposed to land, and I found an airport that has a money sign over. You're supposed to land at the airport. I went there, and nothing happened. So I, <laughs> I don't, I know I did what I was supposed to do. I, just, I flew this thing around a lot. But one thing I learned was the uh, they had an option on the on the board over here, and for it was like partial. Uh, what was it? it was like uh, hidden, partial, or full. Yeah. Okay. And I was like, I wonder what I wonder if this is something to do with this uh, shading, you know? Because it was sort of bizarre. So I said, I don't need full. Bam. <clears throat> Turned on full. Sure enough, got in the cockpit of the sucker. It looked around, totally clear. Looked great. I'm like, here we go. Now we're going to get some flying done, brother. I popped the clutch on that sucker, held down the rudder button, popped that thing up in the air, gained altitude, and almost vomited all over the desk. This was disorienting as all hell. 
I was dying up here. And I flew this thing around for a while. And I mean, it was a real mixed bag because I'm looking around. I'm like, geez, I'm in the air. You know, it's looking good. It's looking good. Uh, and uh, But it's so uh, sickening that it's giving me a headache, a real bad one. And I don't normally get m motion sickness, right. you know. Well, um, you turned off your safety net. Yeah, I did. Well, I didn't know. <laughs> Who knew that those little things? And the, what I can't figure out is when you're, when you're, it's something in your periphery that yes. causes this. It, it's very strange, uh, ladies and gentlemen. I, I, if you'd have told me this, I'd have laughed at you. But I mean, it's with those things just blinking off when you turn your head and being and a wall being there when you don't turn your head. It actually, the effects were totally different. I mean, I was ill, super ill. Yeah, you know, from doing it. So I took the plane out for some spins. Uh, I forced myself to suffer through the pain of driving this thing around. And I can tell you one, another little issue that I ran into is uh, eventually my uh, uh, I, I played this for so long that my phone overheated. Yeah, uh, which is something that happens a lot. That's a VR thing. Yeah, and so uh, um, I can't sit here and say, "But this game is no good." Uh, it's actually re remarkably. Uh, uh, disorienting, but I mean, it's it's it really does make you feel like you're in a cockpit. Yeah. And the the added pain in the butt of firing up the the gas and the buttons and all that it does make it more realistic. Again, I think that stuff would have been better suited on another on another you know like a machine where you could actually reach out and flip. Sure. Stuff, you know? Sure. Uh, but uh, I, I thought it was I thought it was really neat. So uh, I never got out of the ultralight, and all the time I played this thing. I never earned enough money to get the uh, to get the next plane. I'd like to. Uh, the island was really cool. It had buildings. It had a lighthouse. Uh, it was surrounded by ocean. Uh, you could fly high. You could zoom around stuff. I mean, I buzz bomb stuff. Occasionally, I would run into stuff, and uh, it was a lot of fun. I had I had a good time doing it. But I, I ended up having to go back to put the blinders on at the end because it was just hurting me too bad. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, the the blinders. I, I don't know the science behind it, but yeah, there are certainly uh, other games that have that. Yeah. Now, <laughs> when I was on research to determine which game to play this week, I wanted to run this past you. Uh, I saw people playing uh, a game called Thunderhead and a couple other games, and I was like, these games sound awesome. But it turns out they were using their uh, Gear VR headset to play games from Steam. And these were these were games that were PC games. They weren't made for the uh, for the uh, Gear VR. So there must be some sort of gimmick there. Yeah, you can. I mean, just like anything else, you press the right buttons, you give it the right commands, you can do anything with anything. Uh, and they're basically uh, uh, screen sharing their phone from their computer. So I I can't imagine that being. <clears throat> Tremendous amount of fun, but I know it's possible. Uh, I should mention this was this was put out by an outfit I've never heard of called Bit Planet Games. Uh, have you ever heard of these guys? I have Bit not. Planet, and I think this is their big game. Um, but overall, and it's funny, I watched a lot of video. Actually, if you get on YouTube, you can find VR videos that you can watch, and I watched VR videos of people playing this, and the the planes have looked pretty cool, and it looked like a lot a lot of fun when you move up the ranks. Well, I but I think it's, it's going to take you a little while to yeah. earn that money, uh, more than a week, that's for sure. Uh, to get enough money to actually move on. I couldn't find any cheats for this either, which, I mean, something else, when you're, you are in the ultimate walled garden when you're playing on these VR games on the phone. You can't do jack squat. I could, I mean, I was like, man, making fun of save game or something. There's none of that. Oh, well. That's all gone. Yeah. You know, it's all like the old days. This is what happens when you jump into the future to 2017. That's so walled off, you can't do nothing. Well, uh, to be fair, it's not like you could go and grab a NES game save back yeah, in 85. Well, that's, that's, that, you got a valid point there. But overall, I enjoyed it. It was, I mean, I, the joystick problem was really hank, hampered me, you know, and I, this is the first time I've ever actually Bluetoothed up uh, my joystick. I had a little fob or what they call those things, mm -hmm. they, the little thing, and I, if you use that, that, I knew that would get a cut on this game. Uh, but overall, I thought it, was, it looked nice. I, I, the experience was fun. Uh, you did feel like you are finding the ultra ultralight, and I, if you could get the controls to work properly, I don't think I'd recommend this on the phone. I think this is taxing the phone to the point of no return. My phone actually hard reset one time and didn't come back on until I plugged it in for a while. I thought, man, if I fried my phone this week on ARG Presents, so that would have been a real problem, but I got it back. Uh, for a game recommendation for VR, I think, and this is one that you've played, I remember Smash Hit. Yeah, that's one. I, that's no, what I would recommend. That is actually I almost covered that one. It's yeah. sort of a, 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 a on rails 3D breakout, basically. It's a very strange game where you shoot balls at 
crystal shapes that are coming around yeah. there. It, it's in front of really it. good. But uh, it's, and it's, it's also old, free. It's old game, and I wanted to try something that really challenged. Sure, uh, I can uh, understand that. Because, although that does do a good job. So overall, I'll give uh, Ultra Wings a, a, a you know the thumbs up. Again, I paid 10 bucks for it. That's no reason to eBay this one. You can just go get it. And it reviewed yeah. well. Uh, people seem to like it. Uh, I didn't see a lot of reviews of the Gear VR one. I think the Gear VR, which it came out about 2015 or something like that, Brandy. It's been um, out. It's been out for a while. I would say it was, yeah, somewhere around there. It's getting long in the tooth. It, for my purposes, it works great. I like the fact that you don't have. It does have wires, but probably on a on a more competent, more modern VR rig, Ultra Wings would be a pretty 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 good game, in my opinion. What do you got for us, Brandy? I brought my all-time favorite uh, multiplayer experience to the table All with right. Rec Room. All right, Rec Room, eh? Yeah, then it is a a game that uh, is constantly evolving, but we'll we'll go back to its early beginnings of 2016, which in VR timeline that's pretty much right at the start. Mm. Uh, this was developed and published by Against Gravity. Okay. You know what else they've done? Mm -mm. Nothing, because this is the only thing they've ever done. Okay. Uh, but let me tell you something. They did it good. All right. They did it real good. Uh, what is Rec Room? Rec Room is basically like going to the Y. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You uh, you go to. Uh, we always thought it was a high school, uh, a high school gym. But it's not. It's it, it's it's supposed to be a, uh, a resort type affair, and you uh, use this as your hub to oh. interact with others and uh, uh, make your teams and make the games you want to play, and then you go play uh, different games in different settings. It's amazing. Let me explain to you why it's so good. First of all. You can do so many different activities. You can go and do uh, frisbee golf. You can go and do laser tag. You can play paintball. Uh, you can go and do uh, uh, these quests that are set up like uh, theater presentations, where you've got cardboard cutouts and it kind of it kind of looks like a, a, a performance theater type thing. Uh, and the visuals work so perfect where you run <clears throat> and you take up uh, swords and shields and bows and you run through this long quest with up to four people. And then they have another version of it where you uh, are in space and you're running a space adventure with, uh, you know, lasers and, and uh, uh, different types of bombs and grenades. And then you've also got bowling. You've got dodgeball. You've got uh, uh, a paddle ball. You've got uh, 3D charades. You've got all this in one package. Mm -hmm. And what makes it work, what makes it so unique and so special is the uh, art direction they took. Because in the game, you are a torso, a head, and hands. And it's got all the things where you can dress up your torso and your head. You wear different hats and all that stuff. Uh but they have facial animations where, based on the volume that you're speaking at, uh, the body motion where your head's tilting, what your hands are doing, it changes your face to be either happy smiles or concerned or sad. So when you're standing there with someone you've never met before, yeah. and you are interacting with them and having a conversation with them, you feel like you're standing right there you can see their facial expressions when they talk. You can hear their voice. Uh, it is so perfect in the way that it, it it reacts, the way that it functions. It makes the whole package come together uh, because it is a social environment. You go, you meet people, you meet up with your buddies, then you decide, well, I'm going to go and play some disc golf today. And you go to the place where you play disc golf, you play a, a round of disc golf, uh, and it's great. All the games are great, and I'll, I'll touch on them a little bit in more detail. Uh, and then, you know, if you want to be buddies with the person, you can shake their hands, and it adds them to your friends list. 
You can fist bump them and it'll just add them to your group for the day. Uh, there's so much interaction, person people interaction in these games that it makes it feel real and it makes it feel like a social uh, environment. So we'll go through just real quickly. There's so many games that I can't go through all of them in detail, but I do want to touch on a few of them. Uh, their most recent release is Rec Royale. You know, Battle Royale are the big games right now. Uh, and this is Rec Royale. You have a, a camp setting um, where you run around and you find different guns and health potions and armor to loot. And then you just try to be the last one standing. Uh, they, it does great. It's super popular. Tons of people are playing it right now. Uh, and I guess they're kind of attaching them to the, the whole Battle Royale bandwagon. But it's so easy and so good for uh, this type of game that you can just plop it in and play it. It's great. Uh, in the same vein, what they had before that was paintball. And this is where you start on either sides of a field. You have different barriers and forts. And you just go and try to shoot each other with paintball. You've got different types of guns you can pick up, grenades and stuff. Uh, and it's it. The physics are fun. The movement is either teleport or you can run. And you actually can choose which uh, way it is before you start the game, so it's fair. Uh, playing as two different teams, you can play you know, like up to like. 16 people on a team, uh, or you can go as low as two on a team. So you always have people to play with. Um, another game, 3D charades. You would think charades in VR would be stupid. Mm -hmm. and, and it I is, think, but that's uh, what makes it fun. There's a gun, a glue gun, uh, that when you wave it in the air and pull the trigger, it makes shapes, right? That's what you use to make props to act out the charades. Oh, that is clever, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I like that. And this is all things that, if you've got friends also with VR headsets, which I do, and you go into these games, you can just immediately play with them, and it's awesome. Um, but you can also meet strangers. Some of them suck. I mean, it's just like any other large open environment on the internet. Sure, you're going to have your, your kids that are annoying and whine and what, and you're going to have your jerks that are just cussing and throwing a big fit all the time. But you can just, if you just hold your hand up, like, I don't want to talk to you, they're gone. And you don't have to worry about them ever again. Well, and, if only that would work in the real world. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be sad to be walking a planet alone, like Kawhi Chain Kane, man. Uh, but Rec Room, like I said, came out in 2016. Their last expansion, which added uh, bowling, came out just a couple months ago. So it's an ever-evolving project, and it is a social interaction like none other I've had in VR, where you've got so much stuff to do, and there's so many people are running around uh, to, to interact with. An amazing, this is what VR should be experienced. Now, how much do you think Rec Room costs? Uh, if you have the whole, let's say you, you, you get all the games. All you buy. And if they're all, still releasing games for this. Is yes. Because right? I'll watch some videos on this, and and I don't see the battle royal one. So I'm guessing. Yeah. That hasn't been out that's 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 only been out for a little while as okay. well. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I would say uh, twenty seven fifty. Nothing. It's absolutely free. Oh. Every bit of it's free. Your costumes you get are free. Uh, anytime you do something uh, of note in the game, and I mean, when I say of note, I mean like. Play three games. It, it can give it you know, as mundane as that. You get a box, and you can rip open the box, and and tickets fly out, and you use your tickets to buy new costumes or new uh, effects and that sort of thing. Uh, these people early on got a five million dollar grant to see what they could do with virtual reality from uh, many different sources. Okay, because I would like to call these sources. I've got a few ideas. <laughs> And they have taken that money and made a social platform and an interactive platform like no other I've ever seen. And it is so amazing. Uh, it's something that, well, first of all, if you own VR, you have to get it. You have to get it. There's no reason not to get it. It's playable on PlayStation, Oculus, uh, The Vive, 
everything, all the major platforms. Can I get it? Uh, you actually can. Uh, controversially, uh, they have just released the 2D version of Rec Room. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I think it's supposed to be sort of a... Uh, can we get more faces in to this so they understand what it is so maybe they'll go virtual with it? Uh -huh. uh, it it's still in a beta test phase right now. I, I haven't personally looked at it at all. Uh, and it, it is controversial because 2D people playing with 3D people, ones are going to have advantages over the other. Uh, so hopefully they actually separate the party at some point. but Or at least let you know that you're playing with 2D people. But it will add more faces, more interactions. But you know what? I don't know. I, I, I'm I'm not for it, but I'm not against it either. So we'll have to see. We'll have to see. You know, just watch what I saw in this. My first thought was Wii Sports Resort. Uh, uh, you know, and it's there's a lot of Wii-ness to this. Yes, there's absolutely. A lot of the, the, the torsos, the, that's all straight out of... I mean, that stuff's pretty much... Now, the face thing, I'll grant you, that's pretty original. It's And it's but so the, good. The, 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 and the, and, I mean, you've got... I mean, if you look at... If you boil this thing down, you got Frisbee golf, you got bowling. You got, this is all stuff that came in a Wii Sports Resort, isn't it? I mean... Uh, it, sort it, of. It, it all, all that. I mean, a lot of the stuff you mentioned. Those two things did. I watched some of the games on this, and that it was very Wii-like to me. The it, graphics are Wii-like. No, it is. I, I, I'm not saying. Well, it's I mean, not. It's, you get a five million dollar grant, and you and you think, well, I just, I'll just borrow this crap from the Wii. No, no. I mean, you're, effectively, you're, you're insane. What I mean, but I mean, you got to no. admit that what do you, it's no. a collection of sports games. No, no. no. It, it, no, you're completely wrong. Okay, you're abs That's like saying any bowling game is a Wii game. Right, that's but I'm saying stupid. this is a this no. is another VR game that's a collection of mini no. games. I mean, it is though, right? No, this is is it a collection at, of mini games? At its heart, no. This is a social game. This is not the games are almost secondary to the experience. If they really are. The, it's all about going and meeting people, and then you go and do an activity. Uh -huh. What that activity is is almost meaningless to the rest of the experience of meeting of how you meet people in VR. I mean, I'm not killing the game; it's free for God's sake. You can't if you're giving it away; it's great. But I'm just saying, uh, for five million dollar grant, I would have tried to come up with something a little more cohesive. I mean, a chat room to have some games. No, I mean, that, you're so. Wrong. I haven't. Listen, I'm not killing. I'm just Here's saying. The thing. Why you know? It's you got to admit this is what plagues VR. Morris. More mini games. A lot of these absolutely things not. Okay, you're go ahead. you're so off base. I can't even believe you're you're thinking this. Go ahead. I'll... What is you even said it yourself? Oh, it'd be great if I can go and meet, see my family in, in VR and interact with them. That's what this is. Well, that's <coughs> not can, exactly what I had in mind. I had uh me, a buddy of mine from West Virginia, a buddy of mine from Ohio, uh, and another guy down the street. All playing together, bringing us closer to together, where we could interact, we could high five each other, and it actually did stuff. We were playing frisbee. It brought us together, and we play games every weekend. So when we have rec room weekends, which we still have, uh, that is the the tightest I feel with the group in the form of social interaction because. You're, you feel physically there with them as opposed to a Wii game where you're you're just waving your hand, sitting on the couch. Well, you are other. physically with them when you play those. Well, physically, you're they're there because you can't play those online. You got to be there for those. And you know what? That and that means I couldn't play that. So with, just by with my friends, in I will Ohio. say just by the fact that you can play the the Wii, <coughs> the Wii Resort style games online, that right there is pretty cool. Yeah, you. So, I mean, I'm, I'm not killing. I'm just no, saying. But the, but you're not getting it I would it like to see it. You're not getting it. If you got it, you'd be like, I understand. I, I, I'm i looking at You obviously do not understand. I think, the, I, think what the, I think what's available now in virtual reality, this fits right nicely. Just this type of game fits in great. But, you know, I've got five million bucks to spend. I want to see some AAA awesome crap that I haven't seen before. Where's my freaking... Uh, uh, I want something super awesome. I want something that's like, you know, looks not like they're... I don't want something that they sort of lifted from the Wii. I want okay. something with awesome graphics. Here's what you have. I want Here's something. your gaming market, okay? Let's say this is the span of everyone who plays games, okay? And then you reduce it down to the people who have VR. 
Okay. Uh-huh. Now you're talking what you're talking about means you're gonna have to have literally the most cutting edge super system that exists, and there goes your audience. Listen, they got a five million dollar grant. What do they care? They're, it's free they money. They They're free get, money. Aaron, they didn't get the five million dollar grant to make what you're talking about. They made it to make a social platform. I'm just saying that that, that was bizarre to hear that part of the story. I, I, you. you I, 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 Listen, I think it's no. great. It you looks are, great. Th- like, you are the problem that VR oh, has. Here we you go. are the problem that VR has. I want oh, some action. I want, I want the best thing ever right, That's right. now. That's right. Listen, they're not going to the, sell this stuff until they get a top shelf game. You they know already sold it. It's no. already being sold. Listen, th- you can't deny the fact that VR you know, knows when dough. When came out, did you say, well, this is great, but where's my 3D bump map textured? No. It's all about growing. See, I, I, we this is where we disagree. <coughs> you're right because I you're think right. I think you're not going to grow VR until you've got something that your your average Joe Joe Blow Joe Q Public like myself is going to be like, holy sweet, good God Almighty, that looks like the best thing ever. I got to get me some of that. And I'm and with all due respect to Rec Room because I mean I, I'm not sat down and put the stuff on a plate. It I'm just watching videos for it, and it may be awesome. It may be awesome. I'm not killing it, but Rec Room, when I look at it, I don't think to myself, good God almighty, I gotta go get me some of that. I think to myself, okay, that looks pretty fun. And thankfully, people like you don't pick up Rec Room. And people who want well, to have people fun, like me pick it up, they're have free. experience and, and for the interaction, those are the people who normally pick up Rec Room and I'm happy for that. My passionate, get the wheel. My passionate, illusional friend. Delusional yes. man. Let's get see. the wheel. All right, what do we add this week, Brent? I don't. Uh, text adventure. Text adventure. Oh my God, are you sure we can play text adventure? It doesn't have the oh highest PD, the, the highest top quality polygon count. What'd you just spend the week? Oh. Now, normally we've been getting the exact same thing we put on the wheel, which is bizarre when that happens. And I think we might have done and it. And the today. winner is. Oh, electronic board game. Okay, now this is going to be interesting. Electronic board games. Now, yes. Brent, as we shift away from the VR into the electronic board games, um, do you have a, a, a thought on the on the field of these and how many were there? Uh, uh, and which well, ones? Well, first, you... let's define electronic board right. game. Yeah, that's probably a good an idea. electronic board game is any game that you play physical game that has an electronic element a battery powered element all right enough said okay so that's fine so i've already got one in mind and i'm sure you probably do as well yes. it might be the same exact one in fact i i i, I there's several that you could pick from so uh, that should be fun and, and we actually have played uh played it more than a few of these back in the day and growing up and, and even i mean i play board games all the time although they are not they are certainly don't have an electronic element uh i see games that do have that as well i've so. got a couple uh good ideas on this so that, that should be fun so uh, join us next week for some uh, for some awesome, hopefully, electronic board games. We want to send out uh, some kudos. Yeah, bring me my phone there, Brandy. All righty. We got, you know, we ran our our, uh, our arcade uh, challenge a couple weeks ago, Brandy. Yes. As you'll recall. And we actually have received uh, a few... Um, a few offerings to your art project. You will talk about, talk about your art project for a second with the tokens. Oh, um, I once depending on uh, the response that we get, I would like to have uh, a mural put up of tokens from around the world. It tokens, coins, uh, anything that you use to play arcade games back when you played arcade games. Uh, if anything we can get sent in, I plan on making a double-sided uh, mural of them. So let people who come to Amigo Studio East to play in the arcade uh, kind of look at this and allow us to say, you know what, this one came from you know England, this one came from out west, uh, and just add a little bit more uh, ARG goodness to the arcade and really get let people understand that gaming is a global experience. Uh, everyone who grew up in the 80s and 90s, played arcade games, and it really, it makes the world a little bit smaller when you think about it like that. Yeah, and we did, we get, and please don't break the bank. Oh, no yeah, don't intended. send like thousands of dollars. Oh, no, and also, don't, don't, you don't have to, if, 
please don't don't take a bath on shipping. No, please. yeah, yeah. Uh, but we we've actually received a couple packages this week uh, from our friend Roland and our friend's good friend Steve. Uh, both these guys are great fellows, and they've they've already set us set us up with some uh, tokens. Uh, in fact, I'll after the show I'll break these out for you yeah. and get your have your look over. So it'll be a lot of fun. Now, one more thing I want to talk about before we shut down the ship here is that we have finally finalized it took a little longer we finally finalized these arcade uh get the arcade fun packages and i'm hoping to get these things in the mail tomorrow morning or tuesday morning at the latest so you uh you you uh three winners will be receiving your goodies in due haste so and we do appreciate everyone entering and by the way brent has completed the first uh the first lovely addition to the arcade uh which he was showing off earlier and if you were in live chat it was i had to say it was a uh, a Quite nice, very awesome, very impressive uh, piece of kit that he put together there. So we'll have a good fun. We'll have a good time putting that up. Yeah. So next week, electronic board games. Uh, we will uh, have a good time with that. And so until next time, be gone. Beep.